Welcome to the podcast of Reverend Roger Titrico, the resident pastor of the Redeemed Evangel Church Hall and also the Deputy General Overseer of the Church, a Bible believing in a fast-growing, charismatic church with the mandate to make people prepared for the Lord. Now, today's message. Believe you have the victory, give the Lord a mighty clap offering. That in the mighty name of Jesus, you have the victory. Failure is fleeing before you. Demons would have to flee. Hallelujah. Lift up your right hand and declare with me, I am in the presence of the Lord. I am going in God. I am going with God. He is going with me as a mighty, awesome one. In the name of Jesus. Every good package that bears my name, I take delivery. I shall not miss my package. My package will not be delayed. It will not be denied. By the hands of the angel of the Lord, my gates will continually be open. It will not be shut in the morning. It will not be shut at night. That man may bring unto me only good and great things. The hand of the Lord is upon me. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, I am running faster this year. I am running faster this month. I am running faster this week. Until I am ahead, I am favored of the Lord. This week, this month, this year, my hands will not be empty. In the name of Jesus, the enemy will not prevail against me. I am a miracle. I am a sign. I am a wonder. Miracles are happening to me. Signs are being seen in my life. I walk in wonders. In the name of Jesus, I am blessed. I am not cursed. I am a blessing. I am not a burden. I am rich. I am not poor. I am strong. I am not weak. I am above. I am not beneath. I am the head. I am not the tail. I walk in good health. I do not walk in sickness. I am a child of God. I am a seed of Abraham. And I am an heir of the world. That is who I am. And that is my testimony. In the land of the living. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. You believe your declarations? Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Please, you may be seated. Hallelujah. It's a beautiful Sunday morning. As we were led through the breakthrough moment, it is the second week in April. A good thing this year is that the Lord is taking you up further you are going up in every aspect of your life until he bring you to he brings you to a more glorious place of habitation as he promised us this year once again give the lord a mighty clap offering for the things he's doing i thank god for the life of the apostle of this commission my father in the lord the one who laid hands on me who gave me an opportunity to serve God and serve beautiful people like you. 
I wouldn't have had that opportunity if he had not given it to me. And if he had not obeyed God, I don't know where I would have been. Please help me with a clap offering. Celebrate the grace of God upon the apostle of this commission, the apostle Christopher Atatitriku. I see one of our former elders, Proker, we all call him. Good to have you around, sir. It's a blessing. He relocated to Accra many years ago, but anytime he's in town, he makes time to visit us. Breakthrough moment is a moment for breakthrough. The Bible said of Abraham, sorry, Adam, that the Lord created the birds of the air, the beasts of the field, and everything that God created, he brought to him. In the book of Genesis, he brought to him to see how he would call him, call it. And whatsoever Adam called the name of the thing, that was its name thereof. So the name we give to things bring out what we give them. If we call it breakthrough, it is the moment and the time for your breakthrough. Whatsoever Adam called the name of that thing, that was his name. So if we call it breakthrough, God knows it and accepts and stamps it as breakthrough. So you engage God in a beautiful way. The scripture we read, Jeremiah 20, the verse 11, the Bible says that the Lord God is with me as a mighty, as someone. 2011, please. But the Lord is with me as a mighty, awesome one. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble and will not prevail. They will be greatly ashamed, for they will not prosper. Their everlasting confusion will never be forgotten. Hallelujah. Do we have persecutors even in the New Testament? Sure. And that is why these prayers are important. The Bible says Jesus said in Mark chapter 10, the verse, from the verse 28, Peter asked him a question. The Bible said then Peter began to say to him, See, we have left all and have followed you. Verse 29, Jesus said, Verily, assuredly, I say to you that there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time a hundredfold houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children in lands with persecution and in the age to come eternal life so the blessings of god jesus assured us he said assuredly i'm telling you verily verily i am saying unto you if you have left things for the gospel and for my sake you shall have it you shall have a you shall have blessings a hundredfold and may you walk in a hundredfold blessing 
Jesus mentioned it over and over again. You shall have a hundredfold in this time. A hundredfold what? And he said a hundredfold houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, and children, and even lambs. Everything you have left. But it comes with persecution. Because of the persecution that is attached to it. He added a clause in Jeremiah that something must happen to the persecutors. Hallelujah. And that is why he said in Jeremiah 20 verse 11 that therefore my persecutors do we have persecutors in the New Testament church? Yes, I just showed you. Jesus informed us that every blessing that is coming in this time, in this life. Some translation says in this life. So the ones that are coming in this life, they are actually coming with persecution. You want to build a house? It's coming with persecutions. You want to enter marriage? Everything is coming with persecution. But there is something that deals with persecutors. Hallelujah. But the Lord is with me as a mighty as someone. Therefore, these persecutors are. Say with me, these persecutors. They shall stumble and fall. They will not prevail. There are persecutors. That is why you have to invoke this. Why must you invoke it? Interestingly, this is not what I'm teaching on, but let's share a few thoughts. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, the verse 18, the Bible says that this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that the by them ye may wage a good warfare. So there is something that Paul admonished Timothy about a warfare. So there comes a time, a warfare. But when we see it in the English as just warfare, that is where we miss it. The Greek rendering actually puts it stratumai. And stratumai doesn't talk about fighting. Praise the Lord. Your hallelujah is weak. Praise the Lord. Praise the living God. Am I confusing you? Okay. That ye may by them wage a good warfare. And that word stratumae means to make a military expedition or to lead soldiers in war or battle. You are not fighting, you are leading soldiers. You are leading people. You are giving the strategy of the warfare. Hallelujah. So when we pray concerning persecutors, when we pray during breakthrough, this is what we do. We are leading the host of the Lord. The Bible calls him the Lord of hosts. The Lord of the armies of heaven. There are angels that are waiting. We are leading a spiritual warfare. And so as you declare, Lord, let my persecutors stumble. May they not prevail. In the name of Jesus, as we pray that prayer, and as we speak in the Holy Ghost, the angels, we are leading the warfare. And as we declare that they should not prevail, the angels go and make sure that they don't prevail. We are giving the strategy by the leading of the Holy Spirit. We are not fighting like that. In this sense, there are places we fight. But in this sense, with Stratumae, it means that you are giving the strategy. Let them stumble. Block them. 
they are persecuting this marriage this week block them they are persecuting my plans yes you told me of persecutors but this time block them let them fall let them come to utter confusion that is what we are declaring in the spirit and as we pray the angels come we are leading them in battle we are showing them what to do and they do that for us imagine you are the one leading the battle and your mouth is shut you have an army but you've not given any command and you blame the lord of us oh god you are seeing me oh god oh god i'm tired oh you have seen all this he has seen it so he gave you an army he will not command the army for you he said by the, the prophecies wage a good warfare give the strategy give the command lead the army in battle so breakthrough when you are quiet being careful about your hair your makeup your lip gloss your lipstick all of the above you are actually losing a battle there is there is something actually going against you that is why we don't care who is around it is called breakthrough breakthrough moment as small as it is oh jesus i declare this persecutor in the name of you talk as a leader you put you take a poster in the name of jesus they are not crossing and manifesting this week let them stumble anything that will cause them to stumble let them stumble this sickness is not coming again they are persecuting me with sickness but i declare my persecutors in the form of failure in the form of defeat in the form of sickness in the form of pain in the form of indebtedness i declare in the name of jesus they shall stumble and fall they are persecuting my children because they cannot get me in the name of jesus cause them to stumble and fall in the name of the lord i cut them off when you are done you enter monday chin up shoulders high with a poker face anything that wants to come let it come i've given the order that they are following say with me stratumaya ah say it's stratumaya great so when we are doing breakthrough moment we are giving the battle strategy and may you have victory may your persecutors not prevail may you have an upper hand in the name of jesus i thought it was just a few thought i was sharing i actually purposed teaching on don't fail god tell someone don't fail god and say to yourself i will not fail god by that it is possible you can fail god but may god give us the grace so that we will not fail him bow your heads in prayer father we pray that you open our hearts and minds to your word may the spirit in the word quicken us for the second enemy is a quickening spirit quicken our spirits let the quickening spirit affect our flesh may our bodies respond and anything that we possess physically may it respond in the name of jesus amen Open your Bibles to the book of 
First Kings chapter number 17 from the verse 1 is quite a lengthy one so I don't intend to finish today I know for on Thursdays we've been dealing with certain type of altars and the laws that govern altars and one of the things we saw in the previous Thursdays is that altars are able to speak Altars are places for exchange. We saw a few things, but I'm, 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 I'm bringing this one in, although it has to do with altars. We saw how Gideon, from being the least in his family, became the leader and the deliverer of Israel, became one of the judges that judged Israel and delivered them from the hands of the Midianites that oppressed them. But he was from the least. Bible says in the book of First Kings chapter 17 from the verse 1, Now Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants or of the settlers of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall, be no, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, except at my word powerful verse 2 and the word of the Lord came to him saying in that we see we see Elijah just coming up when you read the chapter 16 you realize that a lot of kings came and ruled and Ahab came the Bible said Ahab did great evil in the sight of the Lord and then the evil he did made God very angry when you read 16 okay great made God very angry in that he went for a woman called Jezebel and brought her idols into Israel, into Samaria, and built a temple for Baal, the god of the woman she married. Interesting. The god of the woman she married. Sorry, he married. And so he built a huge temple for this god called Baal, and then built an altar, set an altar in the temple for Baal. The things that he did, especially through the wife, made God very angry. And all of a sudden, the verse 17 started by introducing someone to us. Said that Elijah, a Tishbite. Reading the Bible, you will know that the Bible loves genealogies because when you follow genealogies, you can calculate the years of the Lord and you can calculate the prophecies. So the Bible would have said that Elijah, son of this, son of that, son of that. The Bible never left us without details. The Bible always has details and all those details are not without meaning. But a man was introduced to us from here. A man just called Elijah the Tishbite of the settlers of Gilead. That was all that was known about this man. Praise the Lord. God called him and he arrives on the scene suddenly. And he said, 
Ahab, the one that made the Lord angry. As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be due. Powerful. First due, no due. Nor rain this year's except at my words. He spoke it. And that was it. He came out of nowhere. That was how God introduced his ministry unto us. That was how God introduced his personality unto us. It shows that wherever we have been, once we step into destiny, our past doesn't matter. Praise the Lord. God wanted, we saw in the past weeks, God wanted to do something with Gideon. And although he was the least in the father's house and he was of the least of the tribes, it never stopped God. Here is another person whose ministry that when it was time, when he stepped into destiny, his past was not needed. Where he came from was not needed. The Bible realized that the man called Elijah with his assignment, with his calling and with his ministry, his past mistakes, his past decisions that he should have taken and he did not take well and in good faith, the Bible said just a man from Tishbite. Elijah the Tishbite. The rest details do not matter. It is the work he has come to do now that matters. Lift your hands. Declare with me that where I come from will not stop me. The decisions I made will not stop me. It is where I am going to that matters. Wherever I am coming from, the things in my family will not stop my story. I shall step into destiny in the name of Jesus. He makes us understand that where a person is coming from will not stop him from where they are going and the impact they will make ultimately. And so he had a national assignment and a national agenda for this man called Elijah. And then his father was not needed. The records of his father wasn't needed. He just ended it. Elijah the Tishbite. His family name was not needed. The people who were backing him was not needed. The only reference that was needed about Elijah was that he was the Tishbite, an inhabitant of the settlers of Gilead. And then he came into a national assignment without a pedigree. May the Lord lift you up. May your history of where you come from not stop you from where you are going. May your family name not stop you. May the name they think you don't have not stop you. May the name your business doesn't have not stop you. May the name you have or not have, may it not stop you. In the name of Jesus. So God just brought this man before kings without a pedigree. Don't fail God. Lift your hands and say, I won't fail God. He just surfaced. Before kings, he surfaced for a national agenda and he started talking without pedigree. Don't fail God for where he wants to take you to.
don't eliminate yourself for the door is about to open for you political affiliation doesn't matter he once brought a man from nowhere and brought him on a national agenda and brought him before a king then he went on in the verse 3 then the Lord spoke to him get away from here it's quite a lengthy one so we read it get away from here and turn eastward and hide after he has spoken this was after he has declared that there is not going to be dew there's not going to be rain for the years until he has spoken again he came for a national assignment may the lord lift you from a local level may he push you further you don't believe it i need three people to believe it may the lord lift you from a local level for a national agenda may the lord push you from a national level to a global level may the lord god push you from nowhere and bring you to a more glorious place of habitation therefore may you not fail god so after he called him mind you there was a woman jezebel that made god angry so god needed to deal with this person so god brought a man from nowhere for a national assignment and then he instructed him after he had spoken he said get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook of cherith which flows into the jordan and then he went on to say that and it will be that you shall drink from the brook and i have commanded ravens to feed you there so he's he went and did according to the word of the lord for he went and stayed by the brook cherith which flows into the jordan the bible said the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening and he drank from the brook brook if the bible is yours underline the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning the bible didn't leave it there the bible said that they brought him again bread and meat in the evening and he drank from the brook and he went on to say that and it happened after a while the brook dried because there was there had not been rain in the land praise the lord if you do not know what would continue but let's stop there for a while he came to the national scene the lamplight and declared there shall not be rain god called him to deal with jezebel that was why we read from the chapter 16 jezebel had brought a temple into samaria set an idol and his husband's hand was working thing the lord was angry and raised the man and when he raised the man the man came and declared he started his agenda and then the bible said after that the lord said to him you have well spoken you have declared that there will not be rain until they come back to their senses until you deal with this woman called jezebel until you fulfill assignment now go eastward and go to the brook cherish which flows into the jordan there you shall drink from 
The reason why you cannot fail God is that though you do not have a pedigree, God knows that you don't have a history. God knows that the name that they are looking for, you do not have it. He had made provisions for your assignment. That is why you can't fail him. There was not going to be due even on the leaves of trees. No dew, no rain. Then the Bible said, he said, now you go. There is a brook cherith. Go and drink from it. You will not only drink, ravens will bring you food, bread and meat. One interesting thing about ravens, if you don't know ravens, you will not appreciate the kind of provision God had made for the man he had brought from nowhere. A man without a father's name. He was just known as Elijah the Tishbite. Without a father's name, he called him into the lamplight and made provisions. And his provision he gave to a raven. He said they will bring you bread and meat in the morning. Study about ravens, they don't move alone. Mostly they move in pairs. Maybe that was why one was carrying the bread and the other was carrying the meat. They do not move alone. These black, black birds that are very skillful, they are omnivores. And God assigned him, there is a provision for what you would drink. Why I have called you to deal with Jezebel for my people. And you cannot fail me in this assignment. Therefore, I have provided for you what you will drink. And even what you will eat, I have given it to ravens. You know, ravens are stingy birds. They are stingy birds. They don't share. The surplus of their food, especially the fatty ones, they hide. And they go into other nests. They will go and take food from there and hide it. They don't share food. They are stingy. That is their nature. They don't give. They eat anything at all. Even the feces. Of other animals they pick from it they are omnivores they eat everything and they don't share their surplus they will hide it when you read about ravens but god chose a stingy bird the one that does not share bread by nature they will not give bread he said hey don't fail me the thing that will not work by nature must work for you why i have called you without a pedigree i have called you without a trace and that which will not work because i have called you must work for you therefore i have assigned ravens they will not only bring you bread they will also bring you bread and meat they will bring it in the morning and then they'll bring it in the evening they do not share but when they catch you because i have called you they will bring to you they will not eat what is yours they will share with you a man from nowhere ravens who on a normal day not share 
Place your hands on your chest and say, I will not fail God. And look at someone and say, don't fail God. Anyone he calls on an assignment without a pedigree, on an assignment he makes provision. What to drink and what to feed on in the morning, what to feed on in the evening, and anything that doesn't like to yield naturally. Ravens will not give you anything naturally. The surplus they will hide even from other ravens. They will hide it. They are stingy. They do not give. But the Lord instructed. There is someone without a pedigree. There is someone without a father's name. They just know the settlers where he stayed. They said he stayed among the people who settled in Gilead. That is all we know about him. But I have assigned you. You do not give. But you must give to him. Because he's on an assignment for me. You must give to him in the morning. Not just bread. Add protein to it. Give him what scientists will call balanced diet. Let his life be balanced. Because I have called him. Naturally, you, you will not give. You are stingy. But you are going to give bread to the one I have called. Elijah, because he was called, he didn't have an excuse. The excuses you think God would have, they will judge you by them one day. Because he has made provision. He said, go eastward. There is enough for you to drink. And after drinking, you will eat bread. Don't fast in this drought. Don't fast. There's bread for you. There's meat for you. But my stress is on the one who is going to bring the bread. The one who is going to bring the provision. He does not give. But God said, I have instructed. May the Lord instruct men for you. May the Lord instruct women for you. And he said that I have sent ravens that will bring you bread. And they brought him bread and meat in the morning, not just once a day. And they brought in the evening. And he drank from the brook. When God calls you and picks you up for what he wants to do in your life, there is divine provision. Once you know you don't, there is no father's name you are looking up to. Stop depending on father's name. Other than that, you will fail God. Stop depending on business partners. You will fail God. Can the God who has called you like Elijah trust you? Because he wants to defy nature. The one who says he doesn't give, that is the one he wants to use. The one who says, I'm naturally created to be stingy. We eat everything. Everything we see, we eat. They are omnivores. Even feces, waste, we eat it. Study about ravens. They eat anything. They don't share. 
their surplus, they will hide it. No wonder they had enough. No wonder they had enough. Anyone who is hiding things, may they be directed towards you. Hey. Anything they are hiding and hoarding, may they move by the instruction of the Lord. Anything they are sitting on hoarding for themselves, there is an instruction by wind. By the wind of the spirit that is going to change their attention and their direction to be flying to you by day. In the morning they will come. In the evening they will come. They will come to you. Lift your hands and say, I will not fail God. Can God trust you that you will trust him? My time is up. I cannot continue. I will continue next week. Can the Lord trust you? That you will believe him. That he has called you. And he will not leave you in a drought. In financial crisis, God will not leave you. In increased taxes, God will not leave you. In, in an unstable economic situation, God will not leave you. That was the days of Elijah the Tishbite. Everyone lost their job because there was no rain. There must be rain for you to till the ground. But the man without a pedigree, a man without a father's name, even Moses, everyone is a son of this, son of this, son of this, son of this. The Bible will give at least to the third or the fourth generation backwards. For you to know where they are coming from. But he brought a man to deal with Jezebel. And we didn't know where he was coming from. We just knew where he stayed. And Roger, the one who stayed in home. How's all they know? And he came to the lamplight and spoke. And there was divine provision. People who do not give. People who are stingy. People who hoard. That is why you shouldn't be angry. I pity people who are angry. Say, I don't like the rich people. They keep things for themselves. They leave them. They are keeping it for one day. They are keeping it for one day. So you are angry when a rich man buys a new car. He said, these, these people, me, I don't need this. Allow them. Because they are keeping it for such a time as this. For morning and evening. For morning and evening. For morning and evening. So Romans chapter 8 from the verse 29 interestingly says that he who he knew he also predestined to conform to the image of his son that he, may, he might be the firstborn among many brethren and he who he predestined like Elijah this he has also called lift your hands and say God has called me you don't believe it say God has called me say it for the third time God has called me and this he has called he, he has also justified and the people he has justified 
he has also glorified. Glory is at your doorstep. Don't fail God. He has called you even without a pedigree. He has called you and no one knows your father. It's good enough. He has called you. No one knows your mother. It's a perfect situation. He has called you. No one knows where you come from. They just know the settlers, the people you worked with. It is a perfect case study. He has called you. And he has called you, made provision for what you would drink, what you would eat, what the business needs in the morning, what the business needs in the evening. There is financial provision for your call. Can you trust him and not fail him? Don't fail God. Bow your heads in prayer. There's provision for you. It's because you've been looking at the wrong place. Don't fail God. Don't fail God. Pray for grace to trust Him. Grace that you can trust Him. Things that will not yield naturally because you have been called, they will yield for you. God was preparing Elijah to deal with Ahab. God was preparing Elijah to deal with Jezebel. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for men and women that you have called. Give us grace not to fail you. Give us grace to trust in you. We receive grace this morning to trust in you, Lord. Father, we receive the grace to trust in you to our locations and the provisions. Sorry, we've been looking at the wrong places all these years. But where we least expect it, may your hand work it for us. I pray for everyone that you've called and they become frustrated on the way even many years I pray Lord let there be a revisitation let there be a revisitation of that which has refused to work let there be a revisitation for a fulfillment of the accords in the name of Jesus Amen Thank you for listening and remember to share and subscribe to enjoy more messages like this now Go and live a victorious life. God bless you.